Welcome to How to Live Podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd, a series to help us see who we are made to be so we can do what we are made to do. Hello, this is Dr. Chip Dodd. Welcome to the How to Live Podcast Uncut. Today's podcast is about the importance of you, how much you really do matter, how much you and I do matter, how much we all matter to each other, and how the greatest tragedy in so many ways is that we don't allow ourselves to give who we are to people who matter or give our gifts to a world in need of what we have to offer, that the ego of the stage doesn't leave as much behind as the presence of one person giving oneself to another. So today's podcast is about how much you you matter in ways that um, can often be surprising. They may even not come back to bless you with what you've offered till years later, and you may end up blessing people uh, that you never, ever see. But the main thing is that you recognize that you do matter, not that your work is your worth, but your worth is expressed in daring to care, offering how you're made and what you're made to do to a world in need. Every single one of us is gifted, and every single one of us has something to offer. I remember just just small things in the bigger, wider world, but big things to us and in, in my own family. I remember my son um, was diagnosed. Uh, they found a, a tumor on his spine when he went in for just for some back pain uh, after a basketball after baseball practice. He wasn't healing from back spasms, and while he was being examined for back spasms, they ended up doing a an ultrasound or a bone scan to see if maybe he had a vertebra cracked or something. But in the process of that, uh, they discovered his spinal tumor. And I remember um, the, I remember the doctor uh, actually uh, came into the room and literally put his forehead on uh, my son William's forehead and said, son, I'm telling you something, I promise you, we will do everything we can for you and we're not going to leave you and this was before he told him what had happened. We were you know, all shocked, didn't exactly recognize. But he said, you have a tumor on your spine, and we don't know what it is, but we're going to do everything we can to make sure that you're okay. And that, that small moment of this doctor taking time to actually touch my son and, and to care for my son and to come close to him is one of the memories that— I have, and one of the memories that William has about how much we matter to each other. And I'll bet that doctor may have done it before, may have done it many times, but all I know is he did it in that moment. And that moment, even if he forgot it, I didn't. And I know it mattered to my son. Well, after the surgery, he had been moved to the hospital room, and um, this very complicated procedure peeled a tumor away from his spinal cord, and things did turn out beautifully. The, the tumor was benign. It was not known until after the surgery whether or not it was. But I remember he spent five days in the hospital at Vanderbilt, and 
Sonia would not leave his side. more than a few hours for the next five days. And she would be beside him even when they wheeled him out of the hospital. And I remember, and so does Sonia, and the, the, the sound of the life flight helicopters from somewhere in the distance going, we could hear them from our hospital room, coming, coming, landing, taking off, landing, taking off, and going to uh, pick up someone who was in a position of suffering while we were in the hospital in the process of healing. But even the sound of those helicopters taking off and landing, taking off and landing, it's forever etched in my mind. And Sonia especially remembers the first sleepless nights when William was in the most pain. She couldn't comfort him on any level except to maybe touch one end of his finger or maybe touch the end of his foot. Everything else was so he was just in so much pain, even even while being medicated. And I remember she was she was seeking something to bring ease to his body and his heart. And she pulled up her playlist uh, and began to play Bebo Norman songs that she knew William liked. And Bebo Norman is is a retired musician, retired uh, in the middle of his career, which I'll get to in a moment, but. Um, He's not just a musician. Bebo Norman is a poet who speaks words that, that really reach deeply into how we are created, what we're, what we're made to be like and living how we're made. And from what I gather, too, he actually lives what he wrote because he did retire from the road in what many did call a mid-career, um, but he to go home and to live fully with his, his own wife and, and children. But those songs were actually soothing to William's pain-wracked body, and they actually did ease his aching heart. And Sonia says she literally remembers William's body relaxing, and that he would actually sleep for significant periods of time while listening to those songs. Um, not only did those songs soothe him, but as they soothed him, they soothed Sonia's heart too. And after William was discharged, uh, she... Uh, sent a message to uh, the artist thanking him for how he, his words, his music had blessed them while they were in the hospital. Uh, well, we were all in the hospital. but And uh, these are just two people that Bebo Norman will never meet, and yet two people who are deep, deeply grateful for his contribution to caring enough to share his gifts with the world in need. And whether he receives the message or not doesn't matter, but that he extended his heart in what he was made to do does matter. We hope that you are benefiting from this podcast. If you are interested in more material from Dr. Dodd, please go to chipdodd.com or Sage Hill Podcasts. Thank you for listening. We now return to the rest of the podcast. You know, you and I all matter. I remember when I was a little boy, my mother would put us to bed and sit by the bedside for a while. Sometimes I would ask her to sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And my mother's not a singer, was not a singer, by any stretch of the imagination. 
But to me, her words <laughs> as a child sounded better than Judy Garland's words from The Wizard of Oz. Even now, as an aging man, when I hear that song, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, I can remember so clearly long ago that time of childhood goodness. I'm so thankful my mother passed away a couple of years ago, and I'm so thankful that even as she was in the latter years of her life, I remember you know, thanking her so much for uh, a woman who would never, I promise you, never sing in public, daring to uh, sit by bedside and sing those beautiful words. Um, and, you know, even the song was so valuable to us as children that, that at her funeral, the last song that was sung uh, at the end of the service was Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And uh, it was very beautiful, very time of great, great gratitude, how much you and I matter to each other and how much our words matter to each other. Bebo Norman sang a song that was called Where the Trees Stand Still. And one of the, one of the song, one of the things about the song is it's about going to a place where one's heart is lived most completely. Uh, it's the place where memories are made and they're kept in our hearts and they're, they're held with others' hearts who deeply matter to us. And it's a place where time stops, so to speak. And the permanence in the memories of our hearts is built. And we end up living what truly matters more than the blur that our lives can become when we don't live from our hearts or listen to our hearts. And that song was written, I believe, while uh, Bebo Norman and his, his crew were traveling on, on buses. And I think he wrote it in his early 20s even. And the, the going through on the buses, life's a blur. And he's, he's already beginning to long or want or hunger for a place where things stand still, where the trees stand still. And he was already awakening to how much you and I really matter to each other, but the stage doesn't matter so much, but relationships do. Relationships actually make time stand still. They matter to me as a little boy who was blessed by a mother who wouldn't dare sing in public. And they matter to my son, whose mother sat by his bedside, hoping and praying for him. And they matter to the man who left the stage to go home to a higher calling called his wife and children. And um, we don't miss our lives by missing the stage. We can miss our lives by, by not going to and living where the trees stand still, even if where the trees stand still bring us to tears. I hope you'll listen to that song, Where the Trees Stand Still, and I hope the words will speak to you in so many ways as they spoke to William, speak to me still, and spoke to Sonia. And wherever that singer is today, I bet he's living what matters most, and um, uh, which may be the greatest song that he would ever sing, he will ever sing. And we will never hear that song, but the ones who it matters to most will. So... Life doesn't stand still, but, but we can because by, by investing in each other, even when we think of ourselves as not mattering much, we do. And even some of the smallest offerings can render some of the greatest gifts and treasures to each other. The river of life never stops, and the cycles of living move in never-ending circles like that helicopter coming and going coming and going.
You know, sparrows even keep chirping in nearby trees, even while the casket's even being lowered into the ground. Life itself stops for nobody, but we can stop. There's a, a famous ancient story that tells us about stopping and how much stopping matters and how much you and I matter, how much you matter. There's a man who had been robbed and beaten, and he was left in a ditch along the roadside to let nature take its course, the nature where the birds don't even stop chirping while the casket's being lowered into the ground. And the story is in the Gospel of Luke. It's in chapter 10, but it's the story of the Good Samaritan. And it says that the man in the ditch was half dead. He needed help from someone. And Jesus says that two people of rank noticed the man and walked on by. They had somewhere else to go. They had a stage to uh, in which they needed to appear. They looked over but could not see. But a Samaritan, it says, as he traveled, he came where the man was. And when he saw him, he had empathy for him. The Samaritan who would have been recognized in the story as a person who knew rejection. He could have been embittered and resentful uh, in terms of his time being taken up or because, you know, no one gave him a hand. So why would, why should, quote, he give someone else a hand, unquote? He could have been apathetic. He could have been removed because of his own heart's history of hurt or loss or pain at the hands of people who didn't accept him. But instead of hardness, he had, through healing of whatever kind took place, he had a heart of empathy, being able to, because of what he recognized it is to be human, he could recognize human need in someone else. And through that empathy, as you've heard me talk about in other podcasts, reach out in compassion. He could recognize himself in the half-dead man. I bet he could even tell a story about how he came to have such compassion. And I even wonder who had helped him somewhere in his past, who had sat by the bedside and sung a song, who had written songs for people, who had dared to go ahead and envision what his life would be like and leave the stage to go home. That um, anyone who has active compassion, they're offering someone else what someone else gave them in the past. That's where empathy comes from, because you matter so much, gave something to someone, they're going to be able to give something to someone else later on. We can all do this. We can all do the same thing. We can stop, and we can attend to the child's tears instead of ignoring them. We can listen to the heart's struggle of the spouse or the friend. We can know that the person across the street has suffered a wound and go knock on the door. See, life doesn't stop at all, but but we can, because you really, really, really do matter. And it's not about changing the world. It's about involving ourselves in a world that keeps spinning while there are people in need who need us to stop and just pay attention in the simplest ways. Well, thank you for listening. I appreciate it, and uh, God bless you. 